Hello again. Welcome, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. The Tuesday, tear it up Tuesday edition. And let's kick it off with a man who gets it. Some words of wisdom from a man, a sheriff, that actually understands and grasps reality. Uh, powerful words, and I think uh, I think it just doesn't get any better than this guy right here. Uh, Jacksonville County Sheriff T.K. Waters with your uh, words of wisdom for the day, my friends. Well, we have to stop people that have bad intentions. Guns is... It's always about guns. It's, people are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now, I'll lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that head gun and starts shooting people, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. Now, guns are a tool that people use to do, do, do horrible things. But um, it's the individuals that, that wield these things. So we, we are working hard to try to, to try to stop that. But in this situation, in this case, there was nothing saying, there was nothing illegal about him holding the, holding the firearms. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, there you go, my friends. It's the person... Now, in this case, this scumbag piece of garbage in, in Jacksonville uh, that went on the shooting spree in a, uh, a Dollar General store, uh, Bearing Arms had some information about that. Uh, of course, the left, quick to point at guns. It's all guns. Guns pick themselves up, load themselves, transport themselves, and then open fire by themselves, pulling their own trigger somehow. Uh, killing people that's it's guns right well there's some information about the the scumbag who shot these people i'm not going to name him because fame is one of the reasons a lot of these mass shooters do this because they i guess they think they'll live in in infamy somehow or they'll gain fame and their name will become famous Uh, i'm not going to reward that with anything as the sheriff said, if you couldn't quite hear, uh, the story he said is always about guns. People are bad. This guy is a bad guy. Uh, sheriff Water said, if I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that gun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. Now, guns are a tool that people use to do horrible things. But it's the individuals that will these things. So we are working hard to try to stop that. But in this situation, in this case, there was nothing saying. There was nothing illegal about him owning the firearms. Now, I want to raise a point about that. According to authorities, the killer was able to lawfully purchase two firearms earlier this year. Despite previously being, quote, involved in a, domestic, in a domestic violence incident and had been the subject of a mental health hold in 2017. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know how long he was held. Uh, but the leg- legalities, I don't know if maybe there could be a way to protect firearm rights and ownership rights in the Second Amendment and bar people from uh, owning guns or buying guns after they've been in a mental hold health or mental health hold uh, it was called back in 2017 
Neither incident, bearing arms notes, led to a formal criminal charge or an adjudication of mental illness which would have blocked him from legally acquiring a firearm. So apparently, well, I know it to be true, you have rights. And just because you're on a mental uh, health hold, that's not being adjudicated as mentally ill, mentally disturbed. Uh, a judge can do that, and you would be barred from buying firearms. Of course, this guy could easily have gotten his gun somewhere else, buy them on the black market, steal them. Uh, who knows, maybe his relatives breaks in their house, gets guns. Bad people are going to do bad things and are going to do, get the weapons to do bad things with them. Uh so that's the problem. This guy was apparently a royal scumbag racist. Of course, the media, it's odd. This guy had manifestos. I think one individually for his father, his mother, I heard, and, and, and another person or two. But it's odd how the manifestos sometimes and, and the narratives are, are so easy to get out of the media in a, a shooting like this. A white guy shooting black people? Easy. But a, a transgender person attacking her former school and killing children and teachers? That's not so easy to get that information out. It's odd how things work. And I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but, uh, well, do the math, my friends. It seems like those, those train tracks only, only have traffic one direction, if you know what I'm saying, and I think that you do. Uh, let me see. Now, we don't know the details of the previous encounters with law enforcement this guy had. There are some cases previously that we know, such as the, was it Sutherland Springs, Texas, where the guy had been in the Air Force. And he went in with an AR-15 and attacked a church and killed, uh, I think it was in Sulphur Springs, Texas, uh, come to think of it. But he killed... A lot of people, 20-something people, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, and he was actually stopped by another person, a good guy, with a gun that the left never happens, the left claims, uh, who was an NRA firearms instructor and got his own AR-15 out and shot this guy, mortally wounded him. The guy made it to his truck and drove away, and they gave chase. Uh, and then the guy died from his wounds, but he was stopped by a good guy with a gun. And it's too bad that guy was not, did not see him get out of his truck and go into the church with a firearm. He could have maybe stopped him before. Uh, and we know uh, there was another one where, in Texas again, uh, where the scumbag went in and shot one person or maybe two. And literally eight or nine people in that church drew their weapons. Legal owners, legal, legally carrying guns in a church. The left always lose their mind over the idea of, you shouldn't have to carry a gun in church. Well, ideally, you wouldn't, shouldn't have to carry a gun anywhere. But the reality is there are bad people in the world. And the reality is people who have concealed carry permits or live in constitutional carry states, which is the majority of states now, uh, those people do have a right to defend themselves. And I don't want to hear, well, ideally, 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 a lot of things, ideally. Ideally, I would have woke up this morning, given some a hike, a kiss on the cheek, and then uh, got the butler to make us a, or the chef, a, a phenomenal breakfast. 
And then later we would have gone for a drive in my brand new uh, decked out Audi A8 or something. I think it's A8. Yes, they're, lo- they're top of the line luxury car. And then later we could have taken the BMW out or we could have taken whatever out. Ideally, but the world doesn't work on ideally. The word works on the world works on reality. And the reality is there are bad people. And if you have a firearm and are aware of your surroundings, you've got a much better chance of getting out of that situation with your life and your health. And the bad guy is going to pay the price. So this scumbag who went in the, uh, again, I'm not naming him. Uh, I'm not going to name him. I don't, I don't like to feed that ego thing that a lot of mass shooters have, I think. They want to be famous. They want to be known. Look at all oh, this name here. This guy did this. That guy did that. Uh, but it is odd how the, the narratives come out very quickly in this case. And of course, you blame guns and you blame the Republicans. It's Ron DeSantis' fault because he's the governor of Florida. And he just, he signed a, a, a uh, constitutional carry bill earlier this year. So somehow this guy who went out and bought firearms went and killed people. So it's the fault of everyone else, hundreds of thousands of Floridians. I don't know how many carry guns illegally concealed. I don't know how those two relate to each other. People get go to work, they strap on a gun, they carry a gun all day. They come home, they kiss their wife, kiss their kids help for dinner whatever put their put their gun up and the next morning they do it all over again they never pull their weapon and hurt anybody maybe they commit the act of self-defense with which we know the left hates but they never do anything wrong but it's their fault somehow because a bad guy a psychopath an evil sob slaughtered three innocent people unbelievable uh but uh good for the sheriff that sheriff deserves a lot of credit, a lot of applause. Again, uh, Jacksonville County Sheriff T.K. Waters blame the individual, not the gun. When guns start picking themselves up and shooting at people by themselves, we'll talk. Now let's move on, my friends. Uh, let's stick with the subject of, of guns, shall we? And here's a story from George Washington University. My favorite president, I think, George Washington. There have been a lot of good ones. Calvin Coolidge, Reagan, a lot of presidents I really admire and like. Uh, but uh, this gentleman, George Washington, the father of our country, why does he stick out as my favorite? This reason. He could have been exactly what he went to war against. He could have been a king, emperor, whatever you want to call it. He could have kept getting elected over and over and over and over, and he would never have lost. Had he lived a long time, which he only lived a couple years after he stepped down as president. But think of all the years he could have served and kept getting elected. But what did George Washington do? He didn't say, it's not your turn, everybody. I'm still president. Don't make me say bad things about you. Don't look, don't make me accuse you of stabbing me in the back because you owe me everything. No, George Washington said, I've served two terms, that's enough. I don't want to be an emperor. I don't want to be a king. 
presidents need to learn. Basically, the example set was presidents learn to, to because there were no term limits back then. Presidents needed to learn in Washington's mind, and I certainly agree, that the power of the president should be a temporary power. He had his eight years. He went home to Mount Vernon. What an example he set. And until FDR came along, yes, the communist FDR, uh, don't look at me like that because I called him a communist. He was a communist in my estimation. Maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but a lot of the things he did, communists cheered. I'm just saying. But George Washington set the example, and FDR, of course, broke it, that you get two terms, and that's it. That should be the ideal. Now it's the law. But uh, George Washington, to, to relinquish power willingly and to do so for the country, that's the best kind of leader you can have, my friends. And God bless you, uh, General President George Washington. That's right. But let's get to uh, the reason I'm talking George Washington and George Washington University. Unarmed police bearing arms rights aren't much different than security guards at a mall. Sure, they might have arrest powers, but if the suspect doesn't feel like being arrested, they can go sideways very quickly. See, there's nothing to back up the police officer, especially if they're by themselves. Because now there is a person telling you you're under arrest. And if you're a violent felon, yeah, you might not uh, might not go along. Tom Knighton writing this piece for Bearing Arms, by the way. But unarmed cops aren't really a thing most folks will run into outside of a university. They still have arrest powers, and most of their jurisdiction uh, deals with pretty minor things like underage drinking. That happens in college. College students drink and get drunk and do crazy things. I never heard of such a thing. Certainly when I was that age, I never drank too much, ever. I'm looking, there's no wood in here to knock. Here we go. I found some wood to knock on. Despite this, at some universities, there's strong opposition to arming campus police. Because I guess a few loudmouth students are just stupid. And, and think that, if again, if good guys disarm themselves, the bad guys will too. Is there a dumber, dumber person, a more stupid person, a more ignorant, foolish person, a more misguided person, a more naive person, and a person that believes that? Unbelievable. At George Washington University, though, that didn't matter all that much. George Washington University, this is a story, will begin arming some of its police officers. Only some? Why not all Again, this, again, half-ass. I hate half-ass solutions. And cops giving up their guns is not a solution. And no, I don't care how you do it in England. Okay? You can take that nice stick, you know what to do with it. So shut up to America. Our cops are better than your cops. Uh, George Washington University again will begin arming some of its officers this fall amid objections by some students and faculty that the move will harm. It'll harm me. It'll hurt my feelings. It'll trigger me. My wee-wee will shrivel up and disappear inside my body if I see a police officer with a gun. No, 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 not guns. 
I want to say a word right now so badly that starts with a P and ends with ussies. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But that's what these people are. They are fools. They are morons. They are dirt-eating idiots, frankly. Except they have more respect for somebody who eats dirt. It makes more sense to eat dirt than it does to take guns from cups and expect crime to be affected positively. Um, by, uh, but citing rising gun violence, administrators at GWU stated giving their police officers firearms is the only way to effectively protect the campus. And that's kind of what cops are supposed to do. Campus police are supposed to protect the college. I know you liberals don't understand that. You think they're there just to take pictures with or something. I don't know. On Monday, the university said two executive so-supervisory officers from the GWU Police Department will be armed and more will join them in the future if all goes well, according to a campus news release. Well, let's be honest. Of all the people who get shot by police of all kinds, state, local, county, city, uh, campus police, uh, armed security guards, throw them in there too. Of all the people who get shot uh, every year because they broke the law most of them earn their bullets I hate to break the liberal version of, of the truth here but the truth is most people who get shot by police deserve it and the police don't want to shoot them but most people I'll say it again and you can call me whatever you want to lefties if you get shot by a cop the chances are you deserved it or the cop had no choice at all. Even mentally ill people. I still remember this story. Uh, you see the guy running around this little, it looks like apartments, kind of high-rise apartments, and this guy's running around with a knife, having a mental health episode. Obviously, he needs help, but he's got a knife, and he keeps continuing to, ch to chase and run at the officers. And after several warnings and several innocent people in the area, they could become victims too. One of the police officers again, has to open fire and kills the man. And the outrage, he was having a mental health episode. Okay, well, if your kid's walking down the street or coming back from the store and they just happen to hit the wrong place at the wrong time, this person having the mental health episode stabs them and kills them with a knife, is that better? Or is it better that the crazy person got killed than the innocent kid? I think so. And that may sound harsh. And I don't uh, think that mental illness is, is a reason to kill somebody. But when they're a lethal threat to you, the police officer, your partner, and others, then yes, that may have to be done. And it's sad, but it doesn't make it wrong. And if you think me insensitive for that, I don't really care. Uh, now back to this GWU story. Uh, the ultimate plan, administrator said, is to arm about 20 of the 50 campus officers. So you're still going to have 60% of your officers not carrying guns. Uh, again, I, I don't understand. If it's right, do it. If it's wrong, don't. Don't half-ass it. Or in this case, a two-fifths acid. 40% uh you know, do the 40% ass because that's what they're doing. Because 60% of their officers will not be armed. 
Uh, the College Fix reported that in April, each armed officer will receive extensive training, including in implicit bias. Oh, God. Again, teach cops what they need to know about the law, enforcing the law, and de-escalation, that's fine. But, again, keep the garbage out of it. Implicit bias. Uh, this is an attack on black and brown students, the progressive campus group Students Against Imperialism, uh, SAI, wrote on Instagram in a post announcing the protest. This is an attack on the poor and the working class. I don't know many working class people who get shot by police, frankly. Or poor people. Most of the people who get shot by cops are, well, a good deal of them are, are gangbanging trash. And they good shoot them more, frankly. Because they kill a lot of people and cause a lot of harm and mayhem and destruction and death. Again, most people who get shot by cops earn the bullets. Most people who get shot by lawfully carrying citizens earn their bullets. But uh, this idea that uh, this is somehow an attack on black and brown students, of course it isn't. It's ridiculous. It's asinine. The stats don't show it to be true. If you look at, again, case by case, Take a person, almost every story I've ever looked into of a police shooting, if the, if the police shot somebody, they lunged at them, they wouldn't drop the knife. In one case, it was a hatchet kid at North Texas University, white kid, going around swinging a, uh, a hatchet at people and hitting cars with it. And I don't know how many times the officer there, I think it was a Denton police officer, Denton, Texas, could have been a university police officer, but he begs this kid. He's begging the kid, drop the hatchet. Drop the over and over. And again, he gets too close and the cop has to shoot him. He killed him. Yeah, the cop didn't want to do that, but he was given no choice. Most people who get shot by police earn their bullets. I'm sorry, it's true. And it's sad it ever happens. But usually... The cop is not to blame, my friends. And that's not racism. That's not an attack on black or brown students. It's black or brown students are going to get protected just like everyone else on the campus by our own police. Uh, it's not an attack on the working poor or the working class. This is an attack on D.C. residents, they said. Whatever. And who will almost certainly be brutalized by an armed GWPDC. These are leftist agitators. These are communist agitators. These are little, little uh, useful idiot Stalinists, starter kits. They always bash law enforcement and they always praise the thugs. And yes, I said thugs. If you don't like that I said thugs, too damn bad. Because thug is not a color you're aware of, I'm sure. Uh, Tom Knight continues, of course, there's no evidence presented to defend this argument. It's a typical anti-cop smear. While there are problems in any department, the idea that the university police will universally be bad doesn't seem to be supported by any facts. Plus, at least one law professor there had his head screwed on straight. Uh, GWU law, law school professor John Banzaff said in a news release, most universities arm all their campus police and deranged shooter on campus situations elsewhere have had to be resolved by the use of deadly force. 
Banzaf said there is no evidence protesters' uh, naive kumbaya suggested responses to violence such as nonviolent communication and bystander intervention skills will protect students. Banzaf is absolutely correct. Knight concludes, it's funny because so many of the people who are opposing this will also scream to the top of their lungs about school shootings, about how they're scared they'll be gunned down on their way to class. Meanwhile, they want people who can respond fastest to a shooting on their campus to be disarmed. The left is a parody of itself, my friends. It really is. It really, really is. Now, let me see where we is on time. This is the final story of the day. Front Page Magazine, Daniel Greenfield, the author of this piece, as you can find this here at Front Page Magazine. Uh, you can also find it on the Daily Gators, linked there in today's Daily Top 5. And it's also available, I'm sure, on Daniel Greenfield's personal website, uh, danielgreenfield.org, I believe it is. Uh, since 2001... He writes, suicide rates increased by around 40%. Religious identity fell by 25%. These seemingly random stats are data points in a web defining America's postmodern malaise. Within a generation, a nation that had been a global model of modern society had imploded. Old demons like racism have come roaring back in a country that is more divided than ever. Another civil war, uh, once a far-fetched science, science fiction tale, now seems almost inevitable. In nearly every statistic that touches on our social bonds, America has become a disaster area. From individuals to families to our cities to our nation, we are coming apart. Suicide rates, drug overdoses, urban collapse, crime raves, hate, violence, fear, and economic decline are everywhere. It's all called Build Back Better, right, Joe Biden? Y'all better vote Republican next election. I'd like to personally slap any Republican that stays home because their personal choice didn't get nominated. Don't be a dumb bitch. Don't be a Democrat and don't help Democrats. Uh, there are many explanations for this happening, Greenfield writes, but a basic one is that we are the plane plummeting from the sky after all the rivets holding it together had come out. The rivets were those things which politicians blather about, the ones that hold us together, and without them we are defined only by those things which divide us. We're separate parts falling down to earth. Religion was a fundamental unity. Commonalities of faith allowed America to weather crises like the Civil War or the Civil Rights struggles because, the under, because underlying the anger were shared values. We no longer have shared values, and while religion is not the only issue, it is a major indicator. The destruction of country and faith left us with little more than accidents of geography, social class, race, tastes, politics, and other things which divide us as our defining identities. The moral motive force of deconstructionist society in which nothing is sacred is to be defined by what we are against. Negative outrage rather than any drive for the good came to the, be the highest value. After the fall of communism, the leftist ideology that transformed the country lacks any credible vision of a better world. The feeble gesturing toward Europe's health care or China's Rapid trains quickly gave way to a movement that is defined by its hatred of what is. 
the class warfare conspiracy theories, tales of oppressed workers, strikers battling with the bosses, bomb throwers sabotaging capitalism, revolutionary vanguards overthrowing kings, is where the moral passion of leftists always lay. But in the past, this has been dismissed as a temporary raid stage. Now the violence and hate have become not the journey, but the destination. Truer words were never written than that, my friends. Look around you. A lot of this is not by accident. A lot of this going on is by design. The left is not so stupid as to believe that being soft on crime will lead to more crime. They know it will. They know that if you continue to pour government money onto problems and waste money and raise taxes and throw money and throw money and throw money, inflation will go up and up and up. They know this. It's part of the plan. The left's golden dream, in my opinion, has always been this. If you notice, I noticed this as a kid, as a teenager, I started noticing that America would be never held up by the left as a, a beacon of hope, a ray of light, a symbol of anything good. It was always it was unfair America and other Western nations, capitalist nations, that have constitutions, have regard for, for individual freedoms and rights. Those countries were never held up as beacons of light. It was unfair that they were more prosperous. So the left always did the same thing. They didn't go to the countries that weren't succeeding and say, look, look at America. Look at the West. Look at the rights they have. Look at the prosperity they have. Look at the lifestyles they have. Look at the freedoms they have. And then show those countries how to become like us. The left never did that. The left's always wanted to tear the successful down. In theory, to build the unsuccessful up. But of course, that doesn't happen. You just end up with a big morass of unsuccessful nations. In a big pit of misery. And that's what the left wants. Because what does the left worship? Egalitarianism. Equality. Equality of outcome. How do you get there? You don't get it by rewarding success. You get it by punishing success. You get it by punishing and making it harder for people to bring themselves up. You do it by growing government. Growing the state. And the bigger the state, the smaller the individual. That's a truth that will never stop being a truth. I noticed that years ago with the left. It wasn't about taking America and other successful nations, Japan. Uh, at the time, I, I was thinking this. It was West and East Germany still. So West Germany, Japan, England, America, Canada. And saying, look what these countries do. Emulate them. Bring yourself up. No, the idea was to always bring the successful down. And Daniel Greenfield has this great, great, great piece today. It is long. Go read it, though. Go to Front Page Magazine. Uh, read the rest of it, my friends. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, here's one last paragraph I'll read for you from him. Anti-racism, he writes, contends that racism will exist as long as whiteness does. Again, demonizing a race of people. The ones typically associated with being on top. Again, the successful have to be torn down for the others to elevate themselves, but the others are never allowed to elevate themselves. 
and pretty soon you have just one big puddle of unsuccessfulness. Again, anti-racism contends that racism will exist as long as whiteness does. Wokeness holds out no hope of a, of a better world, only a resistance that destroys the old, but even if it eliminates all the white people or heterosexual males, will likely never be freed of the intellectual residue of whiteness, patriarchy, heteronormativity, cisness, and other thought crimes yet to be revealed. Divide, 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 divide. That's all the left can do. They divide, they tear down, they demonize, they embitter people, they create anger, uh, anger and angst and hatred and bigotry, all to put themselves into power. Take it all the way back to Marx and Engels. This insanity was what they wrote in the Communist Manifesto. And that, my friends, is the show. Please go read this article by uh, Daniel Greenfield. I really want to read the whole thing. I don't think it's right. Uh, brilliant man, Daniel Greenfield. One of my favorites. One of my favorite writers and thinkers. Uh, God bless him. Uh, thank you for this piece, Daniel. Go read it, my friends. And read a lot of other stuff by Daniel Greenfield. You will learn a lot. Uh, God bless y'all. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And go Gators. Two days away from Gators at Utah. Let's go, baby. Y'all be good. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, if you want to become a monthly contributor to the Daily Gator podcast and also, by extension, the Daily Gator Daily Thought uh, or the Daily Gator uh, blog that spawned the podcast. You go to Spotify, hit the button that says support this podcast and go from there, my friends. If you do, God bless you. If you don't, keep listening. Okay, I'm not looking to get rich. I would like uh, I would like to make some money off it, sure. And I promise you one thing. I will never sell the values of this podcast to anybody. If Fox News or Newsmax or whoever wants to come off me millions of dollars... Let's be honest, I'd be a lot more entertaining than about 9% of the people they have on all the time. But, and probably better looking too. But the fact is, I'm still going to say the same things. I don't say these things because I'm rich, because I'm not. I say these things because I believe in them. That is the key, my friends. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Kiss your kids, kiss your dogs. I would say kiss your kiss your cat, but you can never trust those felines. Can never trust them. They're always up to something. Y'all be good, my friends. Take care, and God bless you. And uh, until manana, peace out, you freaks. <laughs>